When Jimmy Dean Keen returns from visiting his dad and stepmom in Bayou Country, on the day he had left Caroline Hebert Guidry at home in bed, feeling a bit less than 100, by the time he returns to New Orleans, it's raining, just as she had anticipated. He jogs back from his car where he parked it on the street, comes up the back stoop of her house, finds the key where he had put it in case someone had needed to come in and check on her while he was away, lets himself in, comes into her kitchen, soaked to the skin. Tries to stamp and shake some of the water off himself. None of this had been helped by the fact he'd taken his suit coat off to wrap around a bag of takeout food he'd purchased while out. He puts that on the kitchen table, hangs his suit coat over the back of a chair, starts seeking pots and pans that he can use to heat up the food, rubbing his own upper arms, trying to warm up. He notices movement in the hallway and sees that Caroline has got herself out of bed, come to greet him, albeit slowly and quite a bit more gingerly than usual. Hey, baby. Hey. He steps over to her immediately. You didn't need to get up. It's okay. I've been working on it a little bit. She goes to hug him and, of course, notices that he's wet, drenched. Oh, you better take these clothes off. Get you warmed up. Yeah? He feels pretty clammy. He's cold. He likes the idea of taking his clothes off and getting warmed up. Let me put this shit in the fridge. He gets his clothes off, hangs the pieces over furniture to dry. You get caught in the rain? Eh, it was spitting on and off while I drove home, but it didn't start to really rain until I stopped to pick up those sandwiches at Parkway. Oh, you didn't have the top down, did you? <sighs> no, luckily. They're in her bathroom. She's turned on the heat lamp in there. This is such a nice feature. It's one of my favorite things about this house. And I got a lot of favorites. Yeah, it's pretty nice. She's been standing up the whole time, leaning on something. So he helps her take off her sweatpants, kneels down to get them off over her feet, stands back up, Takes off her little house coat. She's not wearing a shirt under it, so he pushes it open over her shoulders and just gets a good, long, luxurious look. The adhesive wings of her sanitary product sticking out around the leg holes of her underwear don't bother him. When she's altogether naked, he picks her up in a fireman's carry and just puts her in the bathtub. <laughs> they both kneel in the bottom of the tub. He washes her with a handheld shower attachment. It kind of hurts to lift my hand above my head. Or I would hose you too. It's only fair. 
I'm not keeping score. Knowing that it's uncomfortable for her to lift her arms like that, he even washes her hair for her. Helps to towel her dry afterwards. Uses the hair dryer for her. Helps her get redressed. Redresses himself a bit. Then prepares their dinner. She's still limping around a bit, but she comes up behind him while he's at the stove. Wraps her arms around him. Snuggles him. You're so good. I'm glad you think so. You got gumbo, too? Well, actually, Darla made this. She sent it along. Oh, that's so kind of her. Yeah. I get why you're hesitant to really embrace the idea of her being more than your landlady, but you're going to love it. She's going to take real good care of you. <laughs> oh, she doesn't need to. I mean, really. I don't expect that. No, but you're going to get it. She takes care of me and <laughs> she doesn't even think I'm that great. <laughs> yeah, it's a rule. Southern women. Feed for them is like sunlight for plants. <laughs> well, now it's your turn. Where should we feed you? You going to be okay sitting here at the table? The chairs are kind of hard. Well, a little bit, but if I sit on a soft one, I might not get back up. <sighs> Alright. I'm here to help you. I know, but you're already helping me. It's going to be fine. They sit down with their reheated soup and sandwiches. It's a good thing I didn't take you along today, because... It was threatening rain all day out there, and my dad wasn't feeling that great. So he was stuck in the house, and he was in a mood. Even if you weren't also feeling a little under the weather, it would have been absolutely insufferable, because it was to me. I mean, it's not like I don't have compassion or see where he's coming from, but sometimes I'm just like, shut the fuck up, old man. Jesus Christ. Taking this shit out on us. Oh. And if you're not feeling great either, then you're just stuck with it. You can't get up and walk away. Caroline reaches across the table, touches Jimmy's hand. I'm sorry your visit wasn't great. No, it was fine, because I could get up and walk away. Besides, I'm kind of used to it by now. <laughs> Still doesn't make it great. <sighs> he shrugs. He's not trying to be bothered or upset. Did Bowden stop over? No, he didn't. All right. Jimmy looks a bit concerned for a minute. Maybe I ought to call him. But not yet. I think he's probably at work. He wrote down his schedule for me. I just don't have it memorized. You want we should all hang out sometime? Yeah. That would be nice, actually. He said something about that, too. I said we should have lunch, 
or dinner, a lunch and dinner, one of these days. We just gotta sort out when. Caroline smiles. She likes this. She rubs Jimmy's hand. They end up back in the bedroom. He helps her get back into the bed. Now I'm good. I'm good now. And it is a lot better than it was earlier. All right. He takes off his shirt, climbs in after her. Yeah, that's good. You nice and warm? Oh, yeah, this is so nice and warm. She's laying on her back, propped up on some pillows a bit. Kind of awkwardly turns her upper body a little bit to put a hand on him. Snuggle in. He adjusts with her and makes it as easy as possible, but gets the idea that it's uncomfortable for her to turn over and lay on her side, which hampers their usual cuddling a little bit. They have to get creative. You know I'd fuck you, but I kind of don't feel quite good enough for that. Oh, no. I didn't expect that. I thought you'd still be feeling pretty shitty, and I'm not a fucking monster, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. I just mean, I'd want to, except for the fact that there are other factors that make me not want to. And that's fine. Even if your factor is, I don't fucking wanna, I'm not gonna die. Any man ever tells you blue balls are a fatal disease is full of shit. <laughs> and I'm not even having that problem. I feel great. I like being near you. I like being with you. Even if we're not going to take my dick out. <laughs> they listen to the rain on the roof and the walls and the windows for a bit. You want we should read a book or something? Yeah, we could do that. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't read a book for fun in like... He thinks about it a minute. 13 years or something. I don't know. I used to like it. But now it's like I have to read the same thing two or three times to even get an idea about what's going on. And sometimes not even then. It's like my brain spaces out in the middle and I don't know. I can't focus on the words. Oh. Jimmy. Underappreciated wordsmith. Lost your hobby. Uh, luckily, I had more to fall back on. I guess it's also lucky I didn't become a lawyer. That would have been pretty inconvenient. Yeah, sorry, Your Honor. I don't know what's going on because I can't fucking read. Oh. But I don't know. Maybe if we lived in a world where I had become a lawyer and everything else had gone more or less according to plan, then... I don't know. Anyway, he's not trying to bum himself or her out. She understands, although she's very sympathetic to him. How about I could read to you? That's not a bad idea. 
I can actually read to you too because reading aloud is easier for me. If I'm going to do it, for whatever reason, my eyes can figure out the words from my mouth to say them. And then when I hear myself say it, then I understand. But of course, you know, it's not always practical to sit there and read aloud to yourself. <laughs> me and the May brothers. <laughs> like... The three people who ever graduated Harvard Prep School have to read aloud to themselves. <laughs> A full special education style. <laughs> oh no! Don't be mean to yourself. <laughs> but I reserve the right to continue making fun of them. But fuck them. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm kidding because I don't even want to think about it that often. It just pisses me off. She doesn't tell him that she actually knows exactly what he's talking about. She also thinks the May brothers can fuck themselves and would love to make fun of them. It very much doesn't feel like the right time to tell him yet. That very day, hours previously, not long before he had returned home, she had just finished reading a 700-page book about his earlier life. The absolutely racking things he had endured at the behest of someone he had once trusted a series of events that had escalated in horror until he had to give up his own identity and everything he was familiar with in order to save his own life and his family. It had bothered her before, knowing the abstract of what he'd been through, but learning the details, even the ones that were disturbing, and she doesn't even feel like she knows all of it, by a long shot, is different. She thinks as the last paragraph of the book. This was a case, after all, in which familiarity bred not contempt, but ever-darkening realization. What they owed would be paid out in an installment plan lasting a lifetime by those who understood and nobody did better than Dean. She thinks about him washing her hair for her, trying to prepare dinner for them before taking off his soaking wet clothes. She can also easily recall more than one instance of him cupping her face in his hands while his body was pushed as far inside her body as physically possible. And it seemed like, of everything happening, he got the most out of staring into her eyes. She thinks of another line from much earlier in the book. He was so anxious to please that it touched you. She says, Why don't we just do what you want to do? I don't rightly care what it is. Okay. He strokes her hair, rests his head back against the pillows. The cat jumps up. He 
He pets the cat's head with his other hand. The cat starts doing biscuits, kneading its little hands into the blanket atop his belly, happily purring. Why don't we just lay here and listen to the rain a bit?